0: Welcome to Season 7 of Beyond the Jargon, a conversation with grad students about their research journey here at the University of Victoria from CFUV 101.9 FM. This episode was created on the traditional territory of the Songhees, Esquimalt and West Saanich peoples whose historical relationships with the land continue to this day. I am your host, Taiwo Afolabi.
1: Well, welcome to another edition of Beyond the Jargon. Um, today, I'm with Leah Tidy. Uh, and in in a, in a second, uh, Leah is going to introduce herself. What we're going to do today is uh, really interesting because Leah and I were studying together here at the University of Victoria, the Department of Theatre, and we're going to be talking about our research, the connections, the point of convergence and divergence,
0: and why our research. Um, Themes are really important to us. And, and the point of convergence for us is using theater, especially applied theater, uh, as a way to explore different social issues. It's good to have you today,
1: Lear.
2: Thank you, Well, It's good to be here.
1: Do you want to talk about yourself quickly? Just introduce yourself to our listeners.
2: Sure. Um, So, as you said, um, I'm also doing my PhD in Applied Theatre here at UVic. I also did my Bachelor of Fine Arts here a few years ago. And the community here has just been really amazing, and I've been able to continue Continue my research over the last few years so my specific focus is I work with older adults and with youth and we use applied theatre to talk about sexuality across the life course um, and a lot of that means that we laugh and sing and dance and do all sorts of really like fun um, engaging play and that's the way that you can talk about such a sensitive topic in a way that's actually really engaging.
1: Well, it's good to have you today, Lear. For me, I, I'm doing my PhD in, uh, in applied theater here at the University of Victoria. But prior to that, I did my undergrad uh, in theater uh, at the University of Jos in Nigeria. And I did my master's really focusing on applied theater and cultural entrepreneurship uh, at the University of Ilurin uh, in Nigeria. And I have my own theater company that we've been able to focus on theater for social change and applied theater. I've been able to work in over 15 countries I across our continent, and it's really interesting uh, to be uh, wrapping up my PhD, really working uh, with IDPs, internally displaced persons, and, and refugees here in Victoria, and then IDPs in Nigeria. So, Leanna, we're just going to be talking about our research and, and how we're engaging Applied theater. Uh, so, just to just to kind of give it a start, Leah, what does what does applied theater mean?
2: I feel like that's the question we get most often as applied <laughs> theater practitioners. To be fair, I had no idea what applied theater was before I even came to Uvic. Um, so Applied Theatre, as you know, the UVic Theatre Department would describe it and also how I've adopted it, is using theatre for education, for social justice and social change, and also for community building. So instead of traditional theatre where you bring together a group of professionals, you put on a performance, and the audience sits there and claps in the dark, uh, this is more quite often a community-based approach where you – look at a certain topic or theme and you work with um, people who are not necessarily trained in theater and how do we use theater practices you know is it creating a scene are we creating dialogue movement um, to really explore those things that it's hard to put into language how do we Uh, create performance and use the arts in a way that can get to things that are a bit harder to get to instead of in a lecture or even in a traditional theater performance.
1: And and just to kind of add to that for me the way I say applied theater is really the word applied is very key is the way Mm -hmm. applying and using and engaging theater for a certain purpose. That it's very utilitarian, it's very functional we're using theater to really talk about issues that are important to us and it might be education it might be really community building or community organizing it might be even an issues that has to do with development depending on what that means to different people but really applied theater is about using theater and arts to really engage in all of those various issues and that are of interest to us as as practitioners and to the community. A kind of follow-up question to that would be uh, I know you've done a lot of projects in, in different places. Are there specific examples? Because the times in my son I'm very vague when we say, you know, we used it for social change. You know, we used to mm-hmm. for that. Are there specific examples that you might want to highlight in terms of your work? Just right. in theater, applied theater specifically.
2: Mm-hmm. Some of the practice that um, that I found really interesting, and I find that most people have experienced applied theater in their lives, but they haven't called it that. So one of the projects I was involved in, we worked with the Salvation Army, downtown Victoria, and it's a um, integration program for men who have been released from prison, and it's a three-month program there where they're learning to interview for jobs and kind of getting back on their feet after being incarcerated. And so, a group of um, five women, we were all applied theater students and practitioners, went and interviewed them. And based on their interviews, we created a performance that spoke to their experience of re entering society. And, you know, some of these men had been in prison for five, 10, 15 years. And so, based on the stories that they told us, we were able to weave together a performance and we likened it to. A group of astronauts arriving on Earth who had been away for a long time and trying to figure out what their role was in society. Um, and that's a lot of the time. It can be used in multiple different settings. You know, sometimes it can be used to train uh, medical professionals or um, and in multiple different community contexts, um, sometimes empathy training and all sorts of things. And I think it kind of touches on even when we introduced ourselves, Taiwo, that we have very different research um, practices. This is Our research is very different, but what's amazing about applied theater is that's what brings all of these different terms, all of these different research practices under one umbrella of how do we really see theater as a way for educating and social change and justice, but through so many different methods
0: interesting
1: uh other examples to kind of um highlight um some couple of years ago uh we walked uh uh, with seniors uh and really engaging their stories and and really reflecting on their past histories and and their life and and them really getting their stories and creating that into performance and really and, and that's called reminiscence theater mm-hmm. and even in the department we have a lot of um, different you know research and uh, research and re- researchers uh, some focusing on you know climate change some focusing mm-hmm. on refugees and and, and 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 migration others focusing on sexuality like you mm-hmm. and then um, and 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 then um, reminiscence theater and you know you know it's, a, it's all sorts of um um all sorts of um themes and, and 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 um subjects that i really that we're really passionate about uh in some of the classes that i've taught or that i've te- that i of T eight, uh, we had to take some of our students to our place, uh, our places society in downtown. Mm. Uh, we've had, we've worked with ICA Intercultural uh, Association of Greater Victoria. We've worked with Verks, uh, and so and, and 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 even some some of our students have gone to uh, uh, prison to work with um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, those. So it's kind of interesting that uh, in terms of theme, in terms of the community and the audience that we work with uh it's really diverse and, mm-hmm, and it's yeah it's really uh diverse and and um and very powerful in mm-hmm. in really engaging you know storytelling and and acting and games and and all of the drama workshops that we do um mm-hmm. which kind of brings me closer to our question uh, really speaking in terms of our research uh, I wonder if you what's your research about in I mean, in mm-hmm. concrete terms so for the for the past two years and for the next two years or, or whatever years that remains in doing your you know your PhD what are you hoping to do in your research with Applied theater
2: mm. so um Uh, So my research itself, um, as I said, is talking to seniors and with youth about sexuality across the life course. And that kind of began because um, there's a really intense social stigma about sexuality. And I hadn't really thought about senior sexuality. And most people my age, I'm only 27, um, and I would say a lot of people, uh, like, you know, same age as us or younger, hadn't really thought about senior sexuality before before. Uh, and it wasn't until I took a class with um, Charlotte Lope here in Healthy Sexuality, uh, and she started the course by saying um, we, we covered a whole bunch of different topics over the whole semester. And one day in class, she uh, in a group of there's probably like 200 students in this lecture hall, she says, "How many of you like having sex?" And uh, most people put their hands up reluctantly, like, "Oh my gosh, what is she asking?" Um, and then Then she asked, um, what if I told you that at a certain age, you're not allowed to have sex anymore? And of course, all of us looked really bummed out and also confused about what she was talking about. And this is how she started her lecture on senior sexuality. And so I started thinking about how can applied theatre, with its multiple different uses, how can... We bring that together in um, different communities in Victoria to start talking about sexuality in a way that's really engaging. And so over the last few years, I've worked with the Victoria Target Theatre Society. and We've worked together with um, students from Victoria High School and also in partnership with Island Sexual Health Society and their sexual health educator there. Um, And how do we bring all of these people together and really use playfulness and storytelling in a way that we can get at kind of the the social stigma and the shame that goes with talking about sexuality and especially for younger people and for older people. For some reason in society, we've decided that if you're between the ages of 20 and 50, it's okay for you to be sexually active, but if you're on either side of that, we don't want to hear about it or we just assume that these people have no sexuality at all. Um, and so I thought, how could I use well, really how I am as a person, I'm quite like playful and fun, I like to think, uh, and how can I use yeah. that? <laughs> how can I use that uh, in applied theater to talk about a really sensitive topic in a way that uh, that makes people feel comfortable and safe? Mm.
1: And, and how has uh, applied theater or storytelling and, and comedy and, and mm. playing, you know, play uh, fullness how, how has that really helped in, in really engage in, in really talking about se- uh, sexuality
2: so one of the things that we started with was um, really taking the time to get to know the people in the room and so getting comfortable with each other um, it's a lot of the time that's playing name games or singing silly songs together and warming up and just making sure that everyone's feeling comfortable in the space uh, but then fairly on, um, I asked people to anonymously write down questions or topics that they wanted to explore um, and then I went away and found newspaper articles about all of those different things and when I brought in those newspaper articles we split into groups the seniors and the youth mixed together and based on those stories they had to create some sort of scene based on this newspaper article so I'm not we're not only using the the subjects that they want to talk about but doing it in a way that's safe and it's not saying hey all right tell me about your experience of sexuality how many partners have you had and instead you totally switch it to this is the information that we have and how do we create maybe a scene or sometimes we'll um create uh, monologues or even like a movement piece to music to express kind of our our thoughts about this topic
1: so i would i would imagine that because of how you know how sensitive this topic is mm-hmm. uh, you didn't go through the lane of uh, personal stories and mm-hmm. individual stories right and and that's some applied theater project that actually engage you know you know your story too Mm -hmm. and and that kind of speaks to one of the projects that we've done together uh the the onion theater project Mm -hmm. where we were really interested in exploring the you know the refugee story and Mm -hmm. and not not in a condescending way but really people that are interested in talking about their stories as new uh newcomers you know really Having to talk to them and say, hey, what story would you want to highlight in your mm-hmm. own personal story? My work has been focusing on refugees and, and, um, and um, IDPs, internally displaced persons. And, and the question I get most of the time is um, what what IDPs? And, and I always say that the difference between refugees and IDPs is that one has crossed internationally state-recognized border and the other one has not so um it's that politics of border is really mm-hmm. keen and but really beyond that is the, the whole idea of uh, what does it mean to belong to arrive to get to a new place and have to start your life all over again and what are those key social issues that kind of spring forth from uh really getting to a new place and 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 nobody passed four years um been able to design a, a drama curriculum uh for idps and and i did work in nigeria with um, students and really focusing on um safety and, and 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 protection and really using the united nations uh guiding principles on internet uh in, on internal displacement and they really highlighted key themes and, and around um idps and what the, what the soft, you know, the soft law says, essentially. And and Leon and I we've been able to walk over over the past two years really working on Onion Theater project and some other pockets, you know, project here and there. And so it's really interesting to see how we have, I mean collectively use applied theatre to you know to engage and talk on you know issues in the society but at the same time how we have used applied theater in different ways you know mm-hmm. for her she's really used and 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 that, that that kind of you know brings me to the next question around how do we do what do we do mm. because of the the nature of the issue you were talking about in your you're talking about it in your research. Personal story, it might not really work well, right? Mm-hmm. Versus for me uh, in my own work um, with IDPs and, and refugees, I'm exploring a lot of personal stories. Of course, I'm not. It's not the a verbatim theatre where mm-hmm. I'm bring, presenting their, you know, their words the way they said it. But their life stories became source of inspiration to create you know, a drama curriculum to create performances. So the next question would be, how do we how do we do what we do in applied theater? Mm. Or how do you do that in how your do own I work? Do yeah, because I'm like, I can't answer for yeah, all the applied yeah, theater yeah, practitioners. Obviously, yes.
2: <laughs> but I think you bring up an interesting point too, Taiwo, where you use, sometimes it is really important to use those real stories and then use that as a jumping off board to... Um, creation right Uh, but then also because UVic ethics would not be happy if I was using personal stories about sexuality and then putting them up on stage um, you realize though when you use stories or you use newspaper articles or something that is further removed from the person themselves, it reveals a lot about that person anyway. It's with,
0: distancing, right? Exactly.
2: It's that distancing technique of, I can talk about this topic and I'm clearly passionate about it, but I'm not talking about my own personal experience. I Obviously, it informs what you do. There's no way to escape who you are in your own positionality, but how, how can we do it in an environment where we start focusing less on these personal stories and more on what are the interconnections between all of our stories? And that's something that I really wanted to focus on especially working with seniors and with youth who at the beginning of the project didn't think they had anything in common and by the end of it uh, they had entitled the performance that we created together you're doing what at your age and every single person in that room of 30 different people mixed of seniors and youth everyone identified with that phrase because someone had said that to them like I can't believe you're doing you know, X, Y, Z, whether it's, you know, dressing in a certain way or behaving in a certain way or maybe you're seeing someone new and that that is really what I'm interested in in applied theaters. How do we focus on those similarities and the things that connect us so then we can start investigating the the issues in our society and the social justice issues. But it sounds, moving from like the bigger like, oh, social justice, social change, what does Very that specific. even mean? Right. Yeah. That's Really, I think it starts with what is the difference between the first day that we got together um, and then four months later meeting together once a week and working through these topics. I think change is measured in how much has this community grown together and how much have they gone from – they started with – you know, nothing. We just said, we're going to create a play together. And by the end of it, having a full 25 minute performance and um, a full workshop that we performed three different times, like that sense of, I think, empowerment. And I don't want to put the words in, obviously, in the mouths of my collaborators, but I really saw a sense of ownership over the work and being like, this is an important topic. And this is why. And they were able to articulate that um, without my interference.
1: Interesting. Just to add to what you're talking about in terms of how we, you know, how we work can answer for every practitioner in the field, uh, for sure. But in my own practice, and some of the work that we've done together is really the, the, the whole idea of the collaborator. Uh, And I think that's really important because we're talking about, you know, creating and building a community, a community based on interest, based on how we look at things. And and at the end of the day, whatever we come out with becomes the we. It's a we process and Mm -hmm. the we product versus I did it and it's mine. And, And I think those those issues are very important when we talk ethics of doing things Mm -hmm. right and the Uh, research of doing things too right like
2: you said like we're we're shifting our language from participant and taking away kind of our role as the expert or the researcher going in and you know really observing someone instead how are we collaborators and co-collaborators in this process together and i think for for you and i that's what links our work together is we say oh like we both have this ideology and belief that um, knowledge and creation can come from so many different sources, not just from this one person dictating it to a group of other people. That's not how society changes. And in fact, that's happened far too much, I think, in our institutions, but also in our education systems as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to kind of zone on to, to Victoria, and I know that our work has been, um, for the past few years, we work, we've been working in Victoria, and, and some of the examples we, we're citing are really uh, based here in Victoria. And it just got me thinking about a lot of the issues that we can actually talk about in Victoria, for example, mm-hmm. housing. Applied Theatre, it's in that process mm-hmm. of creating together, of building together, of rethinking and overthinking and mm-hmm. underthinking, yeah. you know, and bringing <laughs> those things together, that we now start talking about what does change mean to you as an individual, mm-hmm. and what does change mean to us as the collective, as 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 a community. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's very powerful because in your research, where you're bringing, you know, it's an intergenerational a project where you're bringing, you know, seniors and and, and, and senior citizens and and younger folks together, and they're having, you know, conversation that is very courageous Mm
0: -hmm. on topics Mm -hmm. that are
1: very sensitive. But later on, that might end up changing someone's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure. Maybe there were a lot of testimonies that you've heard or someone has walked up to you to tell you the impact of your work, even though Mm -hmm. we cannot measure it.
2: Yeah, and I... I think you touched on something really important there where whether you're talking about sexual health, whether you're talking about immigration, or if you're talking about housing, it's it's some we're not saying that being involved in an applied theater performance fixes those problems. No, That's not what absolutely that does. Not. But maybe it can reveal the underlying issues and then it kind of can give us uh, i like to think of it as you know an avenue for social change like this is the direction and the path that perhaps we can go down to actually create tangible change that's beyond you know a one-off performance or something like that mm. um and that was actually something that really stuck with me and i was able to work with a um with a teacher at victoria high school and she also did applied theater here many years ago so that's when we first got connected mm. uh, one of the most powerful things she said to me was one of the students that we had worked with Uh, um, at the very beginning of the project they were very um, like quiet and reserved and by the end of it they had taken so much ownership over the work and actually were one of the key facilitators in the follow-up workshop and were leading discussions with 15, 20 people and (laughs) hopefully nobody's feeling squeamish we're going to talk about sexuality but they led this entire conversation about masturbation and were very like they knew the facts they were in control of the conversation and were very open and so this this teacher um, was telling me about how that student's parents came up to her after the show and said it's amazing you know in the last year what a change we've seen in our child because they went from being really withdrawn and not enjoying school to then coming home and sitting around the dinner table being like, guess what we did at school today? <laughs> a group of seniors came into my class, we sang some songs, we talked about sex, and now we're going to put on a show. And really, that's that's all you can ask for. Hopefully, you can strive for wider change. But if we've created this really... um positive, empowering, and educational moment for this one student, then, oh my gosh, that was absolutely worth it.
1: Mm. And I think, too, it's really important to think about change from both macro and micro, right? Because mm-hmm. many times we just think of change as, yes, the systemic change is important, uh, but the people that bring about a systemic change is actually, you know, us, right? <laughs> uh, and if the mm-hmm. individual can, can, can think about change from me to you, to my family members, to your family members, then it it keeps spreading back and forth, and mm-hmm. and and that kind of connects to my next question around accessibility, because mm, I think me. a key thing, um, and 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 I'm hoping that even even this podcast, one of the things that we, I'm hoping that it can, we're trying to do is really to talk about some of these big ideas or research in a way that it can become accessible right Mm -hmm. to knowledge, knowledge production and and dissemination in a way that people can kind of relate to it. So it seems to me that a a key thing in, in applied theater, um, is that accessibility. You you Mm -hmm. really want to talk to that in in terms of, I mean, in your research, and you might want to refer to other, other project and other, you Mm. know, that you've done or that we've done, but, but I just, I just feel that it's really important to kind of really, really highlight that.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, kind of talking about like applied theater as a whole, but also the program at yeah. UVic. Um, they aren't paying me to say this, but it really is, a, <laughs> it is, a, or I think a really well-rounded program that tries to make it accessible to multiple different students, but to have them getting in access like accessing parts of the community so they're seeing the work that I'm doing isn't restricted to the university itself so by the time you graduate as an undergraduate or as a graduate you've actually had experience in the community to see why is the work that we're doing important and why is it relevant in the wider context of the world so it's not great I spent the next the last four or five however many years working on this thing and now I have a piece of paper and nothing else to show for it, but actually you have these relationships with other people. Um, and I think a part of that big accessibility is thinking about um, who who are you trying to work with and how are you making the space that you're working in and also the topic that you're talking in, how do you um, make sure that multiple different people and really like a di- diverse perspectives can come together to work on that and Um, One of, for my own research, uh, one of the reasons that I chose to work with Victoria High School was also because I knew a teacher there, but because this is an inner-city school that has a really diverse group of students. Um, And instead of, I had looked at working at other schools that were in much more affluent areas of Victoria, um, and this is just in such a small context of within Victoria, but instead of working at schools that have access to so many opportunities, mainly because even though they're public schools, they have way more money coming in because of the parents of the students who are going there. How can we work at Vic High that has a real social justice focus but has a real range of diverse students? How can we offer a program there that will actually reach a wider spread of, um, of students who might not have access to these sorts of things? Um and another one in, in the project that you and I did most recently, Taiwo, uh, with Onion Theatre Project, we really tried to reach out to multiple different members of the community. So with the Victoria Immigrant Refugee Center Society, um, but then also... Uh, Claremont Secondary. Yeah, Claremont Secondary, yeah. but then also, you know, students at the university and newly arrived um, youth and settlers and really trying to bring together, you know, stories of... Um, immigration, but also settlement and movement. And, and what does that look like in terms of um, community? What does that mean for arrival and belonging in a place? But it's, it's hard because I feel like even though if you think that you're being as accessible as possible, there are some things that maybe you're not overlooking, you know, and we even realized writing about this work you know, almost a year later, we're like, oh, well, if we wanted to have more people involved, say, from this community, well, sometimes it's hard because maybe they're the primary breadwinners of their family and they can't give up, you know, one day a week or two days a month because those are days where they're spending with their family or they're making money to help provide for their families as well. Mm -hmm. So it's hard because I think you need to hone in on what can you actually do and sometimes it's not possible to make it accessible to absolutely everyone. But what can we do as researchers to make sure that we're creating an environment that's safe? And that means safe for people um, from the LGBTQ plus community. How are we making it safe for people of color? How are we making it safe for multiple different socioeconomic statuses? Um, and as a, you know, as a white woman and, and be middle class and, you know, educated, it's hard to separate from your own privilege and being aware that there's you need to be able to hold space for other people to come in and feel that it's accessible and listen to other perspectives to realize oh like in some ways you don't even know if if you're making it inaccessible so how do you make sure that you're power sharing
1: interesting uh and and just to add on to that the the whole idea of accessibility um in terms of the language in terms of the method of practice itself, mm-hmm. you were talking about playfulness and storytelling and really really engaging people's you know music and, and so in terms of accessibility in terms of the method, how mm-hmm. it is done. I, I think that that's key too. The other thing is in terms of how do we organize in a community? Because uh, one of the things that make that I think, and and, and of course we're not speaking in terms of applied theatre generally, we're really focusing on our practice, um, is that one of the, the potentials that, that applied theatre you know, has um, is the opportunity to help us to make it accessible to community as we organise the community. So, for example, you're working with Vic High, and mm-hmm. and and the. And that in itself, it's you taking that theater to them, mm-hmm. making it accessible, right? Yeah. Uh, and and the other, in the, the project that we've, we've done together earlier, uh, the Onion Theater Project, we talked, you know, thinking about uh, the, uh, um, you know, District of Saanich, we talked mm-hmm. about uh, City of Victoria, you know, here at the University of Victoria, Claremont Secondary School. And and so when I'm just thinking in terms of, Accessibility, just in terms of what we present on stage. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in terms of accessibility, in terms of the community, mm-hmm. in terms of how we organize that community. And of course, we didn't, we did, we're not doing it alone. We did it with with um a cultural uh, urban planner, Jasmine Rajawanda. Mm-hmm. But that really understanding the fact that the idea that applied theatre in a way has that potential to bring a lot of things together a lot of uh, you know units in a society Mm -hmm. together to bring a lot of expertise together to bring methodologies and you know different ways of doing things and i think Mm. that that's one of the perhaps that's one of the reasons why applied data makes many of these things more accessible Mm -hmm. in terms of your research now what's the what's the next thing or mm. What have you done, and, and how do you plan to proceed?
2: Uh, the project that I did with uh, with Vic High and with the Victoria Target Theatre Society uh, that was um, funded in part by the New Horizons for Seniors Program grant, which was amazing because it obviously funding makes things much easier uh, and much more accessible. <laughs> but um, so that project came to an end in February, but with the support of. Uh, All of the organizations we applied to um, the Vancouver Island Health Authority for a community wellness grant Um, And um, I applied as the project coordinator with Island Sexual Health Society And so now we're working on the script that we had created originally with Vic High Students and Target Theatre We're taking that script and expanding it and then having um, more information and more of a focus on seniors because Island Sexual Health Society is, is a nonprofit society that does amazing work in the community, but being a nonprofit, they don't have it in their budget to create a program specifically for seniors' sexual health. And from my own research, it's just shown that that is a real need. Uh, in Victoria, Vancouver Island, BC, really uh, around the world, a lot of places, our population is aging and we need to be able to support them in healthy aging as best we can. Um, and so um i'm just working on rewriting the script at the moment and then in the fall we'll be working with um uh, some uh, seniors some from victoria target theater society and some uh, volunteers and new members and we'll be uh performing at various different senior community groups we're gonna do i think a public performance at the um uh, public library downtown just to try and make it again talking about accessibility Try and have A free performance where people can arrive to this public accessible space Uh, so we're gonna do those performances and have a follow-up workshop afterwards and at the end of it Island Sexual Health will have a program and at least have a beginning to offer resources to seniors to say this is us addressing even just those those a few of the concerns but at least we're starting the conversation Uh, my hope is we have we're working on that project until next february and then every year we just keep applying for grants and growing and growing and my my next hope and that i've heard from multiple different people that I've worked with on this project is now they want to work with healthcare providers. How do we make sure that medical students and healthcare providers are getting enough education about sexuality in general, but also senior sexuality so that they can offer more holistic health care and to not feel embarrassed embarrassed or ashamed and not feeling like they can even talk to their clients about it. So really, uh I hope that's where it goes, that I get to work with healthcare providers and that we continue to grow this community of things that are excited, um, are excited about talking about sexuality in a way that's free of shame, but addresses all of those issues. And from there, I'm not really sure, like I'll, um, I'm in, we'll see, I'm in the point of writing my dissertation at the moment, so hopefully that won't take me years and years, but we'll see. That's kind of where I'm at the moment.
1: Oh, great. Are there last thoughts you mm. want to tell our audience before you, um, before we we, we draw yeah. the curtain?
2: Um, I think what I was just thinking about it when you were, you know, describing your work, Taiwo, that applied theater has, you know, as we said before, such a focus on the community, but also thinking about the world as a whole and what can we do to, uh, to make it better hopefully mm. um, but a big part of that it does come down to the individual like it comes yeah. down to you know as practitioners we obviously see something that's happening in the world and our practice is applied theater and so that will change throughout our lives Like you said we've done so many different applied theater um, workshops and performances um, and practice throughout our careers but that will continue to shift and change as we grow because we have a practice that then we can, why well, it's called Applied Theatre, we can then apply to such a multitude of different um, themes and issues and contexts. And hopefully not, again, us coming in as experts, but us saying as passionate people who want the world to be better, how can we use the skills that we've gained in multiple different spaces um, and hopefully spark dialogue and spoke and spark some sort of social justice, whatever that means to you and obviously mm. we've we've talked a bit about what that means to us but yeah it's it's um it's something that I just find so inspiring because you know neither of us came to theater because we wanted to be famous actors that's not exactly what we want <laughs> to do to want to make it to Broadway but instead <laughs> we are interested and we um I don't want to speak for you Taiwo but theater has absolutely touched and changed my life and how do I realize that this arts-based practice can Hopefully, touch more lives and uh, spark more conversations.
1: Oh yeah, and for me too, it it definitely has transformed me in in meaningful ways. Um, in in twenty twelve, uh, we started Theatre Emissary International. It's, it's a theatre um, uh, theatre organization in Nigeria, and we've been able to work in fifteen countries across four continents. And myself and, and some of the guys that uh, some of you know the guys that we work together. Um, one of the things that I always say is as a apply theater and whatever names we call it because it goes by different names and many times we get bogged down on on the nomenclature but really that is startup it it's really an avenue to mend our hearts Mm. and as we mend our hearts we're actually we're actually giving permission for us to think differently Mm -hmm. so we're mending our heart but at the same time we're actually we're, we're touching our brains we're touching our heads or rather and and i think that's that's the power of it for for me, you know. Really, um, in different contexts, we've worked in in M, uh, you know Millennium Development Goals and, and education, health, you know, and all of that. Now it's called Sustainable Development Goal, of course, really extended, and there's some couple of you know d- you know differences here and there. But at the end of the day, it's really that you know the space to speak for. A society that will be peaceful, that the right of individual is um, acknowledged, mm-hmm. that there is equity and and fairness and justice, and and there is provision of education, there is good health, there, you know. And I think that applied theatre just gives us that opportunity to be in the middle of it all, mm-hmm. where it's very interdisciplinary. You know, like we've, we've been talking about that since you know since we started. And I think for me, now, there, it just bores into the fact that it gives me that opportunity to mend hearts. Mm-hmm. And to, in that process, you know, give us the permission to think differently. And I think that even in, and, and for me, that's, that's one of the key things that I'm taking out of this PhD pro, uh, project, uh, PhD research, is that applied theater cannot fix anything. Mm-hmm but it has the opportunity to bring that individual that is going to be the fixer. Mm Because the the society is not going to fix itself, it's going to be us that is going to fix it. But what Applied Theatre does, that can do rather, is really mend our hearts Mm -hmm. and give us the permission to think differently, to see differently, Mm -hmm. to be able to put ourselves in the shoe of the other and say, hey, okay, if you're a person of." Color, this is what it means. This is what mm-hmm. it means to be, you know, to 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 be, you know, to be treated differently. This is what it means to to be to be ridiculed. This is what it means to be silent. This is what it means to be misrepresented. You know, and and then when I start thinking, hmm, interesting, because you never can tell that kid that is in your applied theater workshop might actually be, you know, an MLA tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Can be. The prime minister tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be, can be a father, a mother, a teacher tomorrow. And it's actually might be that seed mm-hmm. that is planted that will make that person to think differently and act differently. So, yes, we're thinking very, we're working locally,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we're really thinking globally because all these things that we're talking about, it's not just affecting us here in Victoria and BC in Canada. It's all over the world. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I think that we we are able to work in different settings and different context. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, it's really a, a great opportunity and and really a uh, lovely really talking to you today, Lear. Mm-hmm. And and I I really hope that um you find um the remaining years for the PhD rewarding and your work um as you go forth will be engaging and make all the you know the you know the great things you want to to do in the community. So thank you very much. Mm
2: -hmm. Thank you so much, Tao. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to Beyond the Jargon on CFUV 101.9 FM. For interviewees contact information or to listen to this episode again, visit CFUVpodcast.com. You can also subscribe, read, or review Beyond the Jargon and other CFUV
1: podcasts uh, wherever you get your podcasts.